0: Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Internet Beer Users Podcast. My name is Jay Torres and tonight with me is my co-host, Nick Pro. How are you, Nick? What's up, Jay? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Sounds like you're feeling good. I, I'm doing well, man. Um, uh, it's been a good weekend. It's Sunday night. And I was looking forward to this podcast. And um, I've got with me here our beer of choice. Uh, so this t- tonight was tonight was my pick. Uh, and tonight I picked 90 minute IPA from Dogfish Head um, IPA, and they get their it gets its name um, because they continually hop it for a duration of 90 minutes. That's where they get the 90 minute IPA name from. And um, mm-hmm. they have different variants of this. They have a 60 minute version. They have a mm-hmm. 120 minute version. And um, I was reading on their website before we got online. Uh, there's a 75 minute version where they mix, really? yeah, where they mix oh. the 90 and the 60 minute version.
1: Interesting, yeah, interesting. I I'd
0: never heard of that one. And um, they also have another one that I've seen is the the 61 minute version where they it's huh. a, it's a 60 minute IPA and then they, the, um, they 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 oh, I, I should have looked it up, but they they uh, store it in. A wine ca- uh, wine barrel where, oh, yeah, okay, where they get the and that, nice. that's where they get the extra one minute. I don't know the exact process, but yeah, there's a sixty-one minute. I've had
1: that. Um, very cool. Uh, when was the last yeah. time you had this? Wow, you know what? I was actually just going to say it's been it's been quite some time. I would honestly, I'm going to just be straight up with you. It's probably been at least three years. Wow, to be quite honest, it's been a very very long time, and. But you know, with my history on this personally, it was actually one of the very first, and and I've kind of alluded to it or talked a little bit about it in the previous episodes. But you know, I kind of had this this craft beer awakening, if you will, when I first really discovered, um, you know, Lagunitas IPA, and and at that point, like like you, I would assume, and and many people like us, I I, I started seeking out good IPAs, quote unquote. And this was really one of the first ones that I, I tried. And I'll be honest with you, it was because of the the packaging. And I'm not quite sure if I didn't look too closely when I picked it up earlier at BevMo. But if you remember, and I, it may still even be on there, but previously, prior to the, the redesign, they had a little tagline, I believe it was from Esquire Magazine, that said, quite possible What was it you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah it's quite it's, possibly one of the is it still on there no it's not um but they i think they do mention it on the website it's like quite possibly the best ipa or something like yes, that yeah yes yes and and i thought that was just i mean in hindsight you know now you know with a lot more you know i've tried yeah know, tons and tons of ipas and this and that and, and just in, in terms of marketing i thought that was super super effective yeah. for mm-hmm. me you know, three, four years ago, novice, craft beer drinker, kind of looking for a good one. Yeah. And it was a no-brainer. And honestly, I don't remember it well. <laughs> I'll be I'll be straight up, DJ, I don't remember it at all, <laughs> tasting notes wise. Right. Um but I do remember enjoying it for the most part. And it may have even been, if not the first Imperial IPA that I've ever had, one of the first ones. I I will I will definitely say that. So I I have va- a vague recollection of it, and and what I do remember was, it wasn't it wasn't bad, it wasn't negative. I'll tell you that because you know it gets murky sometimes with with older beers. Yeah. you know it's been years. Yeah. It's definitely not negative. It's definitely positive. But I'm very excited to revisit it today, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Dogfish Head, and and just with them and their history, and you know the brewery and and Sam, uh, Calib, man, can you pronounce? Yeah, I think that? it's Sam Cala Keg- Caglione, yeah. that sounds about right. Yeah. I just he's he's hilarious. I think he's just like the funniest yeah. guy. I mean, he's just he's just a character. So yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to to revisiting it and AJ, All right. I think it's that time. All right, let's do this. All right. I'm pop in mine. All right. Nice. Yeah. And and speaking of that packaging, obviously the, you know, it didn't just end at the uh whatever that holder is for the four pack, mm-hmm. but obviously extends to the actual beer label itself. And I really, really like what they've done with the redesign of the, the bottle. I think it's a really, really slick design. I, I think it's in, in tune with their image and who they are and their, their history and kind of their, their classic labels kind of with that updated uh, spin or twist, if you will. So I, I'm really a big fan of, of the new, Packaging for the 90 minute
0: yeah so when i pour it into my glass it's nice and uh yeah it's not super amber it's in between between amber and and golden
1: yeah it definitely it definitely has you know amber i think i think it's a tad on the on the brown yep brownish amber side uh nice and filtered you can you can see through the yep. glass yep. pretty well uh some nice head here, fluffy head. Nice. There's a pretty decent pour on my end, yeah. I, I would say. So I think I think I'm all right with that. <laughs> so no, it looks good. It looks good. I, I, I definitely, you know, from memory and just even just looking at it and some of the n- tasting notes that you read, I, I I definitely am gonna anticipate that malt yeah. backbone on this yeah. one. Yeah. And uh let's see, Appearance. that's the appearance. Let's let's take a whiff, huh? Yeah. I
0: smell Oh, for me, I can smell I don't know. I, I'm 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 pretty sensitive to to sugar to sweetness. I can definitely smell the. Yeah, that's that That's I kind of that malt
1: coming through. Can, yes, I'm with that. Hop wise, you know, I don't I don't really detect any of the, the those classic hop qualities like this. There's no real citrus to speak of here, personally, in terms of the 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 uh, the aroma. But I, I definitely can kind of see what what you're saying with the um kind of that sweetness that malt I guess that's really coming through on the aroma. Well hey, it's about that time. Let's uh let's dive All in. Right. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Mhm. Mm. It's yeah, um that, what do you it's think? It's definitely, exten- definitely an extension of that aroma. You get that malt coming in and obviously the hop presence is there. I'm not quite sure of the the exact hops that are used, but the first thing that comes to mind is balance. I mean, this is extremely extremely well balanced. Yeah, you definitely get the malt coming in up front. You get a little bit of that sweetness which you were referring to, but I really just Yeah, and you know what? I'm getting that I'm getting the hops on the on the back end. Yeah, first on the aftertaste. Yeah,
0: I get the malt at the beginning. It's not super bitter um but yeah when once once it goes down you can taste the the bitterness it's Mm -hmm. um um Uh, mm. i think it's when i first had this i don't think i appreciated it back then Mm -hmm. but now that you know i've had more craft beer more uh, different types of ipas Mm. it's very complex
1: yeah yeah absolutely you get the the one of those tasty notes that I see a lot, you know, online and, you know, on the sites and whatnot, that candied, yeah, some odd or other, I really get that coming in here. It's a, it's very, very pleasant. I mean, it's not, it's not overly sweet, quote unquote, it's not too much of that, but you really do get that. You get a look, you get that pleasant bitterness there. I believe there's, it's at 90 IBUs, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which I thought was very cool considering the title and also the ABV is at, is clocked in at nine percent as well. If I'm not missing, yeah, nine yep. percent. So I like I like how they did that consistent, w- you know, with a nine. Oh, I didn't right? even notice so, that. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah, really really clever. So I thought that that was very cool. But again, really, yeah, you get that you get that malt coming in. It's very well balanced. You get that bitterness kind of kick on the end, but it's not too intense. But the word and and the and, and just kind of the concept that comes to mind, tasting this ninety minute IPA again for first time in years, is is balance, and I think that they really nailed it in that regard. I mean, for a nine percenter, this is this is amazing. Yeah, for a nine percenter, they just that that ABV is just perfectly perfectly hidden. All right, so where how would you rate this? I well. Let me just you know, let me just kind of take the let me do it from a high level, just kind of beer in general, and especially looking at it for what it is, which is which is an imperial or a double IPA, and at the ABV that it's at, I I would get for an overall rating, I would give it, I'd probably give it a four, is 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 my rating overall. Is this some? Is this a beer that I would? You know, seek out and and just say, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm really, you know, gonna buy this. I'm in the mood for this. Honestly, I would say no, and the reason I'll say no in that regard is just because the malt. I, I'm not gonna. How do I wear this? Uh, I don't want to say I'm not a fan of malt. That sounds kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> my beer doesn't have some kind of a malt presence. I mean, right? But when I'm looking for an IPA and especially an imperial IPA. I would I would definitely say that I'm looking typically for something more on you know the hoppy side whether it's just you know however the hops are used and whatever the bitterness level is et cetera et cetera but I'm looking a lot more for those hops as opposed to the malt. Okay. Just, this isn't just me personally. Yeah. But again, just that's that's just me personally. But in general, in terms of a lover of of beer in general, I can absolutely. Uh, appreciate this for what it is, and see why it is still regarded as one of the top imperial IPAs. So, I give it a four. Okay, okay. Um,
0: personally, about it? I, I I would give this, I would give this a three and a half, three and a half. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of weird because I actually picked this, um, and mm-hmm. uh, the reason why I give it a three point five. I mean, it's it's good. But I mean, we are very similar, and in, mm-hmm. in 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 that, I I'm not a fan of the malt flavor; it it comes out a little bit too strong. But I am mm-hmm. a fan of how strong it is, and when for me, when it comes to drinking beer, it's like I want something to get the job done.
1: Um, yeah, another, yeah, I mean, for that in that regard, this is. <laughs> let me tell you, I I, I still can't believe it's at, it's at a nine percent. Even the uh, cappuccino stout. We, it was very well hidden, but we could still kind of get that essence or that feeling of it. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I would, if I were to have to do a blind, you know, just, oh, what is, what is the ABV on this? I would guess probably somewhere in the sevens, you know? Yeah. But in, in terms of a, of a nine, i am I'm just, I'm just amazed that it's at that. I mean, so well hidden. Go ahead. Yeah. And, um, I guess,
0: you know, I'm a fan of Dogfish Head, um, but yeah, I, this is not something that I would seek out. Uh, on a on a weeknight, something that I, I would drink uh, on a nightly basis and I, I have one main reason for that and um Doc Fishhead, especially the ninety minute IPA, it's it's not it's not cheap. Um I and they only come in, in four packs. And yeah. This this I picked this up at cost plus for I think it was eleven ninety nine. So basically twelve bucks mm-hmm. for four and you know, um mm-hmm. it's it's not I wouldn't call it the best bang for the buck. Um, don't get me wrong; it's it's sure. a very very good beer and if it's on sure. if it's on the tap list at a restaurant and there's nothing else that catches my eye i will definitely get 90 minute ipa exactly and yes, this is exactly, this is something exactly this is something where um you know if it if it's a friday and i just got paid or i had a rough or a really good <laughs> week then i might treat yeah. myself to 90 minute ipa or, or you know if i'm celebrating something at a restaurant sure. i'll i'll order the 90 minute ipa but yeah. this is yeah um, and that's that's probably a good thing, you know. This is something that you want to save for the for the nicer occasions. Um, I wouldn't right. want to spoil myself with ninety minute IPA every day of the week. So um, may, maybe be, maybe giving it a three point five is being a little harsh. But the only reason why I knock mm-hmm. it down a half a half point from you
1: is 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 the is the cost, the value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The value. Con- yeah, absolutely. No, I I, I can see that hundred percent. And I will say that it's very interesting. About the time that I started getting into craft beer, about you know, 2012, 2013-ish, I actually took a trip out to Philadelphia. I went out there in 2013 with my now wife. She was just we were dating at the time, and we attended a wedding out there and just, you know, took in the sights, hit up a few bars, this, this, and that. And what was interesting was I noticed that a lot of places had the sixty minute IPA on tap or available. In bottles, mm-hmm. and I thought that was very interesting because I had never seen it in stores at that time around here, and I said, "Oh wow, 60 minute." You know, I wonder how it is, and I you know did some research and looked at it, and of course, the 60 minute is essentially the single IPA, whereas this is the this is the double IPA. So I, I usually. Lean towards that more so than not when when choosing my IPAs and I talked a little bit about this last episode. I tend to go for the lower ABV just in general. I can have a few more if you will. And I just remember trying the sixty minute and really really liking that as opposed to this. And I do believe that they do use some different hops and you know things like that. So I would definitely say that I'm I I do prefer the sixty minute over the ninety minute personally. And that was just kind of something interesting that I noticed there. But really quickly about Dogfish Head as a brewery, I do want to say that I am a very big fan of them. And it's really their their personality and, and a classic example, for me at least, that, you know, and I mentioned that we talked about them earlier, they're uh, one of their founders. And apparently, i seen that after my research is a little murky on this. I don't know if he was the lead brewer starting out. And again, I didn't dive in too too much in terms of that research but of course Sam uh, Caglioni, he is uh, just absolutely hilarious and I don't know if you've had the chance to catch it Jay or anyone listening his series that he had and I forget the original channel but uh, it's called Brewmasters if you've ever checked it out and for those of you that aren't familiar Brewmasters is essentially a show where the concept is is he and it's very similar to the to the guys now that have the current show on Esquire, in a lot of ways. You know the guys from the um, the Punk IPA guys. I forget what they're the the Scottish guys. Oh, it you know who I mean? It doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, very similar concept. And what Sam would do is he would go out different parts of the country, different parts of the world, even, and look at uh, just odd or classic styles or just off the wall styles of brewing beer or different types of beer you know he'd partner up with people they would come up with this crazy recipe that have all these weird exotic ingredients and he would just go around and do it and it was just absolutely hilarious and entertaining And he absolutely made the show and he just has that really that larger than life personality and i I just he's he's hilarious and he's actually for those of you that aren't aware he's he he raps (laughs) and he actually has a group i'm not Yes, he has a he has a quote unquote group. <laughs> Look it up, check it out on YouTube. It's him and a gentleman by the name of Brian Selders, aka DJ Little Guy, <laughs> is his partner's name. But Sam's rap name is Funk Ma- Funkmaster Ibu, which is awesome. <laughs> nice and shout out for that. But they have a group by the name of the Pain Relievers with a Z. I am not kidding. I'm not joking. And they have a couple of music videos, if I'm not mistaken, where they're rapping. And he's good. He he has flows. I, I, I definitely have to say that Sam has some major flows. And I was very impressed with their work. And I do hope that they do come out with a full-length album one day. I will be first in line to buy it. I'm absolutely a pain-relievers fan. And this one, this 90-minute IPA, is for them. Keep doing it, guys. That's awesome. I had no idea. I got, I got to look into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great stuff, man. It's great stuff.
0: All right, all right, all right. So tonight, to switch gears, we're gonna we're gonna talk about our tech, tech topic for tonight. And um, I want to start it off with uh, asking you, Nick. Uh, what are you, Mac or PC?
1: Great question, Jay. Great question. I am definitely a Mac guy through and through. My whole life, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to use a Mac as my primary computer in one form or another. Pretty much my whole life, you know, ever since being introduced to them. I believe they were Apple twos way back when I was in oh, wow. kinder kindergarten or first grade. Yeah, first first computer I ever used was a Mac. You know, so, playing so, Oregon Trail. So I've been have been
0: using a Mac ever since then? Or I, mm-hmm. have you've been using Mac ever you, since then. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Man. Going
1: to going to grade school throughout grade school, that's all that they had. You know, getting older, they they I believe the performers were starting out as a line when I was still in grade school, definitely in, in high school. Um, another funny thing is in high school we had ty- we had typing classes. It's showing you my age a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and and literally, you know, literally class on how to type properly. And we used the old school original Max with the grayscale oh, screens. Wow. And yeah, we used them in, in, in uh in, you know, we used I believe it was like Mavis Beacon or something yeah, for typing. Yeah, she taught me yep, too. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ran them on those and then I believe I wanna say performas is what's coming to mind at that point. We did definitely buy a Performa at home with my family. And then later on, our big purchase was a Power Mac G4. Wow, nice. And it had an Apple monitor on it. Yeah, we bought it over at Comp USA. Cool. And I just remember my younger brother and I just being absolutely geeked for it. And it had a DVD drive before we actually had a DVD player uh-huh. in the house. Yeah, nice. And I remember just huddling around. We had it in the garage and we'd huddle around and watch you know dvds like the matrix and i believe scream was another one and and just you know we'd be freezing and uncomfortable on, on the little chairs in the garage but it was just the coolest thing to to have dvd players, you know a dvd player you know there on the computer so yeah that was just a little quick little history i i then moved on i actually had an a, an imac uh g3 the special edition the snow mm-hmm. one the snow color if you recall that and shout out to Steven Hackett yep. who collected them all that was I thought that was awesome when he did that so i had that and then you know moved on to some more uh, modern machines which i'll talk about a little bit later but before then what about you jay i mean what was your experience growing up and what what did you use and where you at on the on the mac or pc side
0: so my first experience was same as you back in grade school we had um uh, apple 2s and my cousin mm-hmm. actually had an apple 2gs and we played Mm. Video game we played uh California Games, um, mm-hmm. Summer Olympics, nice. those those type of games on his computer. Yeah. Um sure. But then from there, I was I my family when we first bought a computer, it was actually a PC around nineteen ninety five. We bought a window uh, you know, op, no name Windows PC and in high school all they had were PCs. So from from like high school until around college um mm-hmm. i i use pcs i built my own pc um wow yeah i was a hardcore pc guy and um it wasn't until college that i had a one of one of my classmates he had a imac g3 oh, no, i'm sorry an an ibook mm-hmm. the g3 ibook and mm-hmm. he was sitting in front of me and i was just looking over his shoulder i was like man that's one of those you know apple computers and he the thing, yeah. this is the thing, it's crazy, the thing that he, that got me to convert over to, or got, at least got me interested in using a Mac, he had iCal mm-hmm. open. And ah. the, the way that it had different calendars and it had it, you know, you say you've got seven day week view and he had his mm-hmm. classes, you know, from, you know, say two o'clock to four o'clock and all in different mm-hmm. colors. It just blew my mind. So it sounds so stupid to say it now, but I, that's iCal that's what got you to switch. That's what got me to switch. So, iCal, wow. So, so after that, um, I got I convinced my parents to buy me a PowerBook G4. That was my first first ever Mac, twelve inch PowerBook G4. Nice, G4. Nice. Yeah, that's a good that's a good first one to have. Yeah. right? and then there you go. Ever since then, I've been hooked. Um, so shortly before I bought that, I, I bought an iPod, one of the original iPods. So that kind of got me um hooked on the whole Apple further, further in yeah, the ecosystem exactly. definitely uh-huh and then ever since then I've been I've been hardcore Mac with the exception of work and I'm sure mm-hmm. we will get to that
1: <laughs> definitely definitely man yeah no I um my first I mentioned it just a second ago my first actual personal Mac for myself was that snow white um iMac G3 and i had that from I, let me see it was in college it was my i got it for college so i would say it was freshman sophomore year so about 2000 and i actually used that all the way up until i used it for a solid 4 years and essentially ran it into the ground yeah it was it had, five, it had 500 megahertz okay <laughs> for the processor the 500 megahertz g3 that had a thirty gigabyte hard drive uh, on there. I don't remember the RAM, but I was either at—I f- think I upgraded it later. Okay. But I started out, I think, with like one twenty-eight or something crazy like that. Yeah. And the funny—the funny thing about that iMac, which I love, by the way, I love that thing, was—I'm I- definitely an early adopter, and I just remember being so excited about Mac OS X when it came out, and just the just just the look of it and. You know the lickable, uh, <laughs> right? You know the buttons there, there, like like jo- yeah, the buttons and just that. Oh, it just it just looked like the future to me, and I was so excited to to use it that I actually installed the first public no way uh, the copy, beta whatever it was. It may have been the beta, I don't remember exactly, but it was whatever the first one was oh, that the, um... was available. It could have just been you know the point the point zero yeah it, you know ten point zero, but. On that machine, and especially the first version, those of you that remember being in that time frame and using that, it was painfully slow. Painfully. I I just, I'll never forget how slow it was, and I was just very odd in my younger years and very stubborn, and I just, I had to have the latest thing on there, and I just remember using it for Photoshop. Oh, my gosh. And it was, oh, it was, it was just, it was horrible, but I just put up with it, and I just somehow got accustomed to it, and obviously you know as we know OS 10 continued to evolve and improve and i believe it was 10.4 i believe it was tiger that really you know uh started really performing where it should have been performing if you recall yeah i and do remember and then from there if, then, uh, you know leopard and all that and then it really got great in terms of that performance factor, speed, et cetera, et cetera. But I just remember having that first iMac and just absolutely running it into the ground. I, I really loved that thing. It was great. I had the add the uh the puck mouse oh, no. and everything. Oh yeah. And everything on there, that keyboard that came with it. I just loved the look of it. It was it was great. And then I actually transitioned from there to I believe it was it was an iBook. Yes, it was an iBook. It was an iBook, I think. I don't remember the processor it was one of the white ones so i used that for a couple of years then i got a macbook with the okay. intel processor right had that for a while and then i want to say i did use it for years and then it was 2011 that i got my current machine that i use for work and mainly work but personal as well that we're that i'm using to record on right now which is an early 2011 macbook pro it's the two gigahertz with the sandy bridge and i upgraded it about two years ago i put uh, a terabyte samsung ssd nice. in there, and i put six, 16 gigs of ram nice and it just it runs it runs like a champ i mean for being as old as it is oh my gosh and, I can't imagine having those upgrades oh yeah it's 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 absolutely great i'm very satisfied i mean it's it it it, there's some hiccups here and there, and too many apps and once, things like that. But in terms of my needs and my work requirements, in terms of programs and whatnot, I, I really, I really love it to this day. I, you know, I'm gonna probably run this one to the ground as well. The only complaint, of course, that I have on it is the the screen quality. The monitor right. on it is is very low res. It's just it's you know, and even especially you know, having an iPad and the iPhone and the Retina and all that. That's definitely something that I'm sorely missing. But the good thing about that is that I have a nice. Uh, I picked it up recently. It's a 1440p Acer uh, external monitor that I hook it up to at work, and that p- pretty much gets the job done. It's really, really good quality. I'll locate a, a link for it for the show notes, but it's it's really cool uh, in terms of giving me the about the closest that I can get in terms of running that Retina quality because my machine doesn't it doesn't it doesn't support it. Right. So that's that's going to be about as good as I can get for a while in terms of. Uh, retina quality, but overall in terms of performance, I, I give it a thumbs up. I'm I'm still very satisfied with it.
0: Man, that's cool. Two thousand eleven. All right. Yeah, so,
1: it's still hey man with those upgrades running like a champ. Yeah.
0: So I'll I'll give you my rundown of of my, my history of Macs and it it might be it might sound crazy to you, but I've only owned I've only owned three Macs since wow. Since two thousand okay. when did I get when did I get my first one? Two thousand two so as I okay. as I mentioned before my first my first Mac was that 12-inch PowerBook G4 and yep. I used that until uh 2007. So I used mm. it for a good 6 years and wow. Um I yeah, first that was
1: it, whoa. That was that's wow, that's a good yeah, good chunk yeah, of time. It,
0: yeah. it lasted me 6 years and uh at first when I first got it it came installed with uh, 10.2 Jaguar and I think um wow yeah you mentioned 10.4 was when it started to to when it started to get up to speed but I remember 10.2 mm-hmm. I, I I done I'd done a bunch of reading and like like you mentioned the, the the first public release was like dog slow and it was barely yeah. usable <laughs> 10.2 was I want to say they they said it was bearable like you could do stuff it was still yes. slow, but it was, you know, it wasn't unbearably slow. And then, you know, 10.3 yes. and then 10.4, I agree with you. 10.4 was when it got, you know, it, that should have been that should have been like the, you know, 10.0 release. But, you know, they eventually got yeah. there at 10.4. So I used that 12-inch mm-hmm. PowerBook until 2007. And then once I got, after that, I used, uh, I got a 15-inch MacBook Pro through work. And, um, yeah, 2007, I don't, I don't remember the specs, but, um, I used that, uh, for a long time. Uh, so after that, I got, we got a, uh, iMac. So this was right before it went Retina. So it was 2000, I want to say 2014 was when we got this Uh, desktop. That sounds right. So it's a 21 and a half inch, uh, desktop iMac. Um, yep. And I'm going to tell you a crazy thing. I still have that MacBook Pro. It's a 15-inch MacBook Pro. It still works. Yes, it still works. And it,
1: is it okay? So what what year is that one from? Is that one the all silver one? Yeah, is that the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's it's all silver. Yes. It's
0: it's not machine. Yes. It's not machined
1: from aluminum. Um, exactly the one. Yeah, absolutely. It's still. Yeah, it's, my brother. It still works. My brother still actually. Yeah, not to not to interrupt, but my brother still actually has one as well. Probably a very similar model is yours and he did the same thing that i did with mine and threw an ssd in there upgraded the ram and it's it runs like a champ as well yeah i was gonna i was gonna say that um
0: my brother got me an ssd for for christmas one year and i popped that in yes and it gave it another few years of life
1: yeah it really it's it's just amazing and it's just it's one of those things with the apple of today that i can't help but criticize and just feel. Uh, I don't want to say I would feel cheated, but I will say I'll put it to you this way: I bought my current machine, the 2011 that I'm that I'm referring to, knowing that in X amount of years I was I was going to do just that and upgrade it and and extend that life and not have to purchase a new one. And nowadays, you got to yeah. buy it how you need to use it, and the cost is what it is, and you don't have that freedom, that ability. And I can absolutely see where a lot of those quote unquote enthusiasts get uh their panties in a bunch for lack of a better way of putting it in terms of the lack of the ability to do that because that is something that that is that is that is awesome you know and 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 i guess now and you're gonna have to tell me about this or we'll have to do some research yours i want to say can you upgrade the ram on yours yes you can upgrade the ram yeah okay awesome see and and so Apple, I think that there's that legacy there. There's that ability to do that, but it's slowly diminishing. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in the near future they release iMac and say, okay, you know, well, they they never announce it, they never talk about it, but you know, iFixit or whoever says, oh, you can no longer upgrade the RAM yeah, on the my, iMac. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah, my, my iMac, you
1: can't, you can't upgrade the RAM. Only the, uh, oh, the larger oh. one you can. Oh, that's what I was saying. Yeah, the 21, I was, that's, exi- yep, that was it. That's what I was thinking, yeah. so. The, the 27 you, you can,
0: but the 21 you can't. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I had to make a decision when we were ordering it. I was like, okay, how much RAM am I going to get? I mean Am mm-hmm. I going to get because I can't upgrade it in the future, but, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things, definitely. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? And, you know, in terms of the state of the Mac and, and the future and, and current stuff and obviously the new MacBook Pros with Touch Bar that just came out, We'll definitely talk more about that, what our thoughts, thoughts are in future episodes. But in the meantime, why don't we talk a little bit about our favorite apps that we use on our Macs sure. and workflows that really help us out and help us to you know, get our work done? Sure. Um, all right, I'll go first. Um, so
0: in my job, I, I'm an engineer, sales engineer, and mm-hmm. my, my, my job entails a lot of email and I know we mentioned this in a past episode Um, so I use an iPhone 7 and I use spark uh, to Mm -hmm. to to handle all my email Um, I use spark on my phone but unfortunately I have to use I'm forced to use a PC uh, PC Mm -hmm. laptop for Mm -hmm. work and, um, wah, wah. I, know, I know it's, <laughs> you have no idea how, every, I mean, I, I love my job, but I, I, I can, get, I feel like I can get so much more, I'm so much more productive on a Mac and, and sometimes I will do work on my, on my desktop iMac. But the only thing that's, that's a bummer is that I have, you know, I can't take that anywhere. It's, it's, Portability. it's our, yeah, it's our family computer Definitely. too. So Definitely. it stays, it stays yeah. here. But when, when I can, I, I try to do work on that, but you know, I'm, I'm stuck with this Dell and, um. Yeah, on 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 this, I have to use Outlook. I, it's, just, yeah. it's it's very uh-huh. it's so. I, I, yeah, my voice. I'm so shameful. I'm so ashamed. Um. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I use you know, all the office suites. I I'm always in Excel, and um. Yeah, it's just it's just the nature of my work. Um. But I it I can't. Yeah, I can say. Um. I use Chrome. I use Chrome on my PC. I have Chrome installed on my iMac, and I have Chrome installed on my iPhone. And it's it's nice. Um, say I have a ta- you know, as we know, everything syncs. Chrome syncs yes. all the tabs, settings. Safari does the same thing. Um, and the reason why I use Chrome, you know, they don't want you installing anything not work related on these work mm. computers, but you know, whatever. Sure. Um, yeah. I. If I'm working on something on my laptop, I can easily take it to my iMac or or to pick it up on on my phone, pick up where I mm-hmm. left off, and, and yeah, Chrome. If I had it my way, I'd be doing this on a MacBook Air or a MacBook, but on Safari. Sure. But you know, w- what I'm I'm making do with what I can, so I use Chrome. Um, cool. Another service that I use, and I think it's essential for me. I would not be able to do my job without this is Dropbox um, yes I actually oh, yeah. I actually pay for the, the the one terabyte I pay ten bucks a month um, and nice. it's I mean what can you say about Dropbox it's the best there's a folder on your yeah. desktop and it syncs absolutely and that's yes. all it does and it's <laughs> it's so simple but it works so I have Dropbox. Just-
1: go ahead they nail that they nail that execution on it i mean it's just it's so simple like you said but you know in terms of implementation and just stability and just being rock solid i agree there's nothing like dropbox
0: yeah i mean i have i, I store everything in in dropbox personal and for work so uh in terms of what i do for work i send a lot of pdfs back and forth mm-hmm. and they're like you know they can be up to you know, 100 megs in size, and our 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 crappy email server won't let me send anything larger than like five megs. And I have a 100 megabyte <laughs> I have a 100 megabyte Uh-oh. mailbox, so it, yeah, it's terrible. So <laughs> this is why Dropbox is is essential for what I for what I do day to day. And if mm-hmm. I need to send a PDF, all I have to do, you know, right click and I can send a Dropbox link. And luckily, everybody in go. my interest in in my industry. They know Dropbox, you know, they're computer savvy and all, they know they can just click on the link and, you know, view whatever I'm trying to send them. They don't have to deal with huge attachments or anything like that. Yep. Um, yeah, Dropbox, I think more so than, than email or any other mm-hmm. uh, service or thing that I use on my computer is essential to, to, to what I do day to day in my in my day job.
1: Nice. Absolutely.
0: All right. So what, All do, right. what do you use to get your job done day to day?
1: Well, well, I am fortunate enough that I can use a Mac on a daily basis. I'm jealous. <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> and very fortunate enough. And, you know, it's one of those things where, well, let me start with this. In terms of my job responsibilities and, and what I use and what I use them for, I'm in sales and essentially I'm a sales manager so nothing too technical nothing too specialized I use a lot of the built-in apps uh, the go-to's you know a lot of pages numbers nice You're microsoft so lucky. Uh, micro well microsoft office here and there and I do want to say that early on I I did use the uh, did use them a lot more than I do now but I think that nowadays and uh, you know my m- memory is murky I don't quite remember when the when the file handling Improved to where it is now, but I do use numbers and pages a a lot, a lot, and actually I do use iCloud Drive uh, quite a bit as well. And the way that I do that is very similar to how you use your Dropbox in that I essentially have a quote unquote work folder that has all of my work documents, everything, and that has been working out really well for me. I'm actually subscribed to the 200 gig plan for iCloud Drive, and I just, you know, again, all my work documents, everything work-related in that one folder, kind of like a Dropbox and how you and many people use it. And for me, it's been, it's been working really well. And I, I'm able to access and, you know, do edits, everything that I need to do from my Mac, my iPad, my iPhone. And it works, it works well. I've never really had any problems with it. And I would definitely say I'm a fan. I do use Dropbox, too, as well. And I do use it a lot with my Android phone, which is my quote-unquote work phone. And it, it's just, it's absolutely awesome for me in that regard. One of the main uses that I can think of where I use it just constantly on a daily basis and it just works absolutely perfectly and seamlessly is with ScanBot. I actually run ScanBot on my work phone. I scan a lot of documents using that. And I do have the uh, Dropbox sync enabled on that. And it's just, it works like a charm every time. So I'm definitely a, plan, uh, a fan of, of Dropbox, however, I am very cheap, so I only have the free plan. <laughs> but <laughs> one of these days, one of these days, I, I, I'm going to definitely upgrade to the terabyte plan. But for now, I'm in good shape. Um, number one, my number one app, and I guess you could say utility that I use on my Mac that I absolutely cannot live without is Launch Bar. I never used uh an app, a launcher type of type of app on my mac prior to launchbar i'd seen quicksilver previously i'd uh oh, i take that back i'd used alfred for a little bit of time uh briefly didn't quite like the interface too much read a lot of great things about launchbar a couple of years ago they had a major point release i forget which one it actually was but i i started using the trial and you know it, it definitely there's a learning curve and if you, if you know anything about it, I'm not going to get into too much detail, but essentially it is really just in a lot of ways, it's a souped up spotlight uh, search for the Mac. And when I say souped up, I mean, it can do a lot and it, you know, shortcuts, launch apps, it could send documents to other apps, which is absolutely the number one way that I use it. And you just, again, I, I can't really get into too much detail at the moment, maybe we'll dive in a little bit more on a a future show but i would absolutely say that i it's i could use my mac without launch bar now but i it would be i want to say it'd be painful i could do it and it's fine but i wouldn't be anywhere near as productive or as efficient on my mac without launch bar now and indefinitely unless something they do something else or another app comes along but i would say my number one indispensable can't live without can't use my mac without it app is LaunchBar, I highly recommend it, check it out. And I do use it quite a bit with Airmail. We talked about Airmail on iOS on a previous show. I do use it on my Mac as well. It actually is partially, I mean, the app itself is great. It's very speedy, it's it's got a lot of features, it just, it runs well, I really enjoy it. But LaunchBar integration is a huge, huge factor in that as well because, you know, again, Talk more about it, but essentially, sending documents to Airmail is something that I do constantly day in and day out, and being able to call up Launchbar, locate a document in the folder, and immediately email it, or at least bring up the email uh, window uh, all through Launchbar in a couple of seconds rather than hunting and pecking, if you will, is something that is just absolutely indispensable, and I absolutely love. And Airmail itself is a great, great client. Uh, the other thing that I use quite a bit is Evernote. Uh, I'm an Evernote fan. I know it's gotten a lot of flack lately. Their pricing model is, n- you know, not so good nowadays. You know, they ding you if you're using more than two apps to access it. Huh. I wasn't too thrilled about that, being a cheapskate and all, you know, with my Dropbox thing. So, <laughs> But Evernote, I, I definitely would say I'm an Evernote fan. I, I've used it for p- quite a few years now. Four or five years, I would say, at least. And they recently redesigned their iOS apps. I I love the new look. I I think they did a great, great job with that. I think that they do have a future. I think there's a lot of people that are out there that are like me, that are really dependent on it and use a lot of the, the key features that are built into it. One of them just off the top of my head that I use all the time is the email feature which used to be free, but they actually now it's, it's it's priced into the higher tier where you can email yourself documents. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, sure, you can share and things like that, iOS, I, I get that. But having that available and having that accessible is really, really great for me. I use it all the time. But in general, I would say Evernote, big fan of it. And, and, you know, part of that really quickly is that I use it on my Mac, I use it on my iPad, I use it on my iPhone, and I use it on my Android phone for work, which is my work phone. So it's i like being able to use it everywhere that i have a device to use. So Evernote, wish you the best of luck. I want you guys to keep doing it and 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 be around for for many years to come. So that's another big one for me. I do use Safari. I love the iCloud tabs. I was using Chrome for a couple of years. Chrome I think is great as well, but something i forgot what it was. I think it was Yosemite. I think yeah, that's what it was when it re- when it when the redesign happened for os 10 i said hey i'm gonna i forgot what feature they introduced but i said "Eh, let's just see how safari is and started using i said oh this is pretty good and it's just stuck and still use it use the icloud tabs Safari's great so that's that and then also just kind of less work and what i use for work and i just have them running constantly our reader and for rss and tweetbot you know i just have i and i use screens too on my Mac oh, yeah i yeah. have like i have like five um no what are they called they're are they called screens workspaces whatever they're called desktops. OS X? desktops desktops yeah desktops so i have one desktop just dedicated to reader and tweetbot and it's kind of cool to be able to just kind of stream you know see you know see what articles are there on on reader and be able to also look at my stream on tweetbot so I'm a huge, huge fan of those two apps as well and use them on my Mac constantly. And that is it for me. So I'm I'm definitely enjoying my MacBook Pro, my, my ancient MacBook Pro to this day. And I think it's I think it's got at least a couple years left on it. So
0: <laughs> I, I I'm just sitting here shaking my head because I am so <laughs> so jealous of what you're able to use for work with your Mac. I mean uh, you you mentioned launch bar. And you mentioned uh, yeah. screens or, or desktops. I mean, when I'm sitting at my <laughs> when I'm sitting at my desktop using the iMac, I you know I yeah. it's second nature. I, I I use I don't know I I think I use Alfred, but I launch apps with okay. Alfred. I yeah, have yeah. separate desktops for for work, and then I have my screwing yeah. around desktop. I can go, f- you know, and that's yeah. all stuff that I can't I can't use on <laughs> on on a PC on Windows because it's just not yeah. there and. Um, just this little side vent, um, mm-hmm. on, 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 I'm actually recording on my work laptop cause I can take it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have Adobe reader, uh, installed. That's, that's what I use to view PDFs and I, in my work, I, sure I open, send a lot of PDFs and for whatever reason, my, my work doesn't give me the full, it's Adobe, um, Adobe Reader is just the one that lets you open PDFs. I forget what, what the uh, one that actually lets you edit PDFs. And obviously, okay. I don't know the name of it because it's not installed on my laptop, uh, which is yeah infuriating because <laughs> I have to, you know, I'm, I'm always constantly highlighting things or having to yeah. put things out on PDFs. and. Yeah on preview on a mac it's so easy oh, i yeah. can just like yeah. highlight things circle things point things out and i can do it all second nature on on my imac yeah. but on this work pc it's it's um I, unfortunately <laughs> work software that i use is is pc only but but you know what um supposedly we're supposed to come out with the, the web version which will work on okay. anything like you know mobile there Mac, it is. yeah, Mac or PC. So once once that's all fully rolled yes. out, and I'm gonna save up for a uh, a laptop, and and like my my yeah. my work productivity is gonna increase tenfold. I'm ho- I'm waiting for that. There day. it is. <laughs> but yeah, just listening to you yeah. talk about all your your different workflows on a Mac, oh. I'm just so
1: jealous. You, you know what? I'm 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 fortunate, and it yeah, just, it goes back to you know to my workplace, to my boss, and. Giving me that option, making that available, and of course, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, a lot of my coworkers are on PCs, and I just, I, I'm, I'm again, just to, you know, and again, not to brag, but just to be again fortunate and and lucky enough that I have that freedom, I have that opportunity to use a Mac, and I I absolutely take advantage of it. So, so <laughs> you, men- very happy you, to be you able mentioned you
0: mentioned use uh, Pages and Numbers. Do you ever ha- have yes. any problems sending files back and forth with? People who use PCs, whether or not they can open, like I know you can save them into the Excel format. Do they have problems yes. when they open it up on
1: their on their computers? Great, great, great question. You know the uh, for however, I don't know why it just it is what it is. I, I don't have to send oh, man. Word documents or Excel sure. documents to to okay. people on a regular basis. I I do do so occasionally, and I do have to send excel documents more so than word documents and i can tell you right now that the option to save as, as an excel worksheet in numbers for me at least works like a charm every time okay i never get complaints everyone that i send them to every i mean i don't know if they're having problems they're not telling me about them so all right <laughs> but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna write yeah, that I'll, down so far so good <laughs> yeah yeah so
0: that, that, that's good for me <laughs> Uh, so what do you think of this ninety minute? I, I finished mine. Uh, I'm
1: feeling pretty good. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you know it's twelve ounces. You know we've uh, we've had well last episode we had a pint so sixteen, the one before that we had twenty two I believe. Today we're having twelve. So I don't know if it's my muscle beer <laughs> memory kicking in, uh-huh. but I'm 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 definitely I've I've I finished it a few minutes ago. So I think. Yeah, definitely. I, I maybe next time, next episode, I'll plan to have another one handy if we're doing a twelve ouncer again, just to immediately get that pour going. Yeah, and, and get those ounces up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for me,
0: I, it's I it's nowhere near how I felt uh, when we had the cappuccino stout. That was a uh, no, that was a bomber no. size. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, as I mentioned to you before the show,
1: I had been drinking before we started, so I, I'm feeling pretty good. Well, well, yeah, no, I mean that's that's great, and I think I'm gonna have to just kind of sneak over to the refrigerator. <laughs> and those of you listening at home, if you hear Jay talking for an extended monologue <laughs> in the in the upcoming minutes, then you know exactly why that is. I'm I'm over there getting another ninety minute poured into the pint glass. So no, I'm just I'm kidding, but I'll get one in a little bit though. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. So. so speaking of speaking of beer, Jay thought we'd uh, close out the show with something fun and something we didn't talk to too much about last episode. You actually mentioned a little bit about this next topic and I thought we'd expand to just kind of close out the show on a fun note and talk a little bit about loggers and pilsners. Sure. Sure.
0: Um, so uh, I'm like you, I, I tend to buy more IPAs and, and, mm-hmm. and stronger type beers. Um, but if yeah. my wife wants to drink, she's not a fan of IPAs. So when she, you know, she feels like she usually drinks wine. But when she sure. wants to drink beer with me, I'll usually go for yes. lagers or pilsners. And yes. uh, one pilsner that I mentioned last uh, last episode was Scrimshaw, which is by um, quality. Yeah, yeah, which is by North Coast, uh, which um, makes uh, the Old Rasputin and it makes uh, yep. Prankster. As well. Um, that's something that we like to pick up. Uh, it's nice and easy, super light, uh, easy to drink. I can drink like a whole six pack if you don't stop me. <laughs> easy. <laughs> yeah. Easy. And um, <laughs> that's probably our go to. Um, we also go, nice. you know, Stella, that's that's easy to drink too, or a Peroni, yeah. that's super light as okay. well. Um, nice. So those are probably like our top three in terms of Pilsner's uh, lagers. Cool. Um, recently, um, we've been staying with uh um what do you call it Kona
1: longboard okay yeah why yeah yeah
0: it's you can get it anywhere it's relatively you know cheap and it it just tastes good um i'm a big nice. fan of hawaii and obviously um kona brewing company and they make a damn good lager um nice it's you know it it's super easy to drink um i i like it And, uh, yeah, Yeah. I I can't, I can't think of anything bad to say about a longboard. (laughs) I mean, if they have it on tap and it's during the day and I still need to get somewhere, (laughs) I will order a
1: longboard. There it is. There it is. Awesome. Yeah. No, I, I, again, just, you know, we're very similar taste wise in terms of beer and just a kind of quick side note, it's just something interesting, a little self-reflection, if you will, and thinking about my earlier years and discovering craft beer and trying out uh, as many as i could try i just you know really have that i don't know i i guess that's how i am i discover something new and i just want to go out and just try everything that is right. related to it yeah. you know and it was just it was really funny and i and i and not to sound snobbish at all but i i distinctly remember this period of time early it was very early on it was in the it was in the next few months after i discovered you know again craft beer ipas this and that where I really didn't want to drink I I, I kind of rejected the beer that I had dr- had drunk for so so long of my life you know which was a lot of times lagers, pilsners you know, wheat beers things of that blue moon I just had this kind of rejection period where I was just like oh, yeah. I don't want to I don't even want to you No, know, I don't want that I just I was just give me an IPA and that's all I want to drink and uh, I don't want you know <laughs> it was just weird it was very and I mean, I wasn't a kid or anything. This was just this was a few years ago, and it's kind of embarrassing to think about it. But it, I just distinctly remember that period of time, and I, I did I mean it didn't last too long. It was just a few months or so. And I would, st- I'm not t- gonna say that I ever rejected a beer, you know, I'll never reject a beer ever, you know. Somebody offers me a Bud Light or whatever, sure, you know, I'll <laughs> drink it. I don't, you know, I'm not above that. I'm not gonna and be mean. No, I mean, why? I mean, come on, you know, it's you know, you can drink it. But anyhow, it was funny that. I kind of experienced that. And then obviously ultimately I just kind of just just kept doing my thing and, you know, uh, th- this and that, and this is available here and sure. I'll try this and I'll try that. And started to kind of broaden my horizons, if you will, and be more open to that. And, you know, really Pilsners kind of emerged. And for me personally, and, and I kind of got to the point where, wow, okay, there's these craft breweries brewing these Pilsners and they have a lot of that, kind of that hop character that I'm looking for, but they're a pilsner. You know, they're not, mm-hmm. they're not an ale. They're not, they're not that specific IPA pale ale that I was just so obsessed with. That's what, it, that's what, it, that's what I'm looking for. I was, I was obsessed with it and that flavor and that just uh, everything about it. And it was just kind of a, we- <laughs> it was weird in hindsight, mm-hmm. but that's what it was. And and once I got over that, I started looking at pilsners and really just it really opened my eyes that hey there's some really well-made awesome pilsners out there and the first one that comes to mind and really my go-to nowadays that i drink pretty consistently whether it's my wife which is similar similarly to your wife is very you know much more prone to lagers pilsners etc that she really enjoys too and that's pivo pills from firestone walker oh, okay and i just okay. think that that's a yeah, I I just think that's an outstanding example. It has that hop, and and even if you read it and you read the packaging, it's considered a hoppy pilsner because they do give it that that hop presence, that little bit of that bite that you really look for. And I think that it really lends itself well to it, and is just a really great example of a great pilsner that is out there that I that I constantly I don't say constantly, but I I, I drink pretty consistently. Um, when it's a nice barbecue or something of that sort, something lighter than I'm looking for. The Pivo Pils is absolutely great. The other one that I can think of is, is very similar to that, which is the Sierra, Sierra Nevada Nooner. And the Nooner is, I believe, also a Pilsner and has some similar qualities, but is is definitely a, a nice Sierra Nevada uh, beer. And you, and you get some of those characteristics and, and the hop usage, things of that sort. But just it is what it, it is what it sounds like right it's a it's a nice daytime crisp yeah. beer and they sell those nice 12 packs of cans and you can go out to yeah. the lake or the beach or whatever have you and have a few of those in, in the sun and there's just they're just super super refreshing and uh, really a, another great example of that of that style and something that I I, I go to in those types of scenarios quite a bit so those two are, are, are some two, two examples of really widely available ones. And one that is kind of smaller, if you will, or harder to find, whatever you want to call it, or just from a smaller craft brewery is uh, a recent example that I discovered last year, a few months back. And it's from field work, which we've mentioned and talked about on the show previously over in Berkeley and a few different locations, but it's called shower beer and huh. the Field Work, yeah, the Fieldwork Shower Beer is actually a mosaic hopped lager. And let me tell you guys right now, yes, this is no exaggeration in terms of my personal preferences. It is absolutely the best lager that I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Hands down, <laughs> bar none. Wow. I'm not I'm not kidding. I was <laughs> over at City Beer I was over at City Beer in San Francisco. Those of you who are local here in the Bay Area and have visited there before. You know, that City Beer always has a great, great selection of yeah. beer, both to go and on tap. And they had it. And I looked at it and I said, wow, that's interesting. That just, that sounds, that sounds, sounds interesting. You know, I've never seen anything like that. And I had a pint and I absolutely, had a pint and then another pint. <laughs> and it was, no, it was that good. I was just absolutely blown away. And it really, to me, just reconfigured and re- rearranged my, Thoughts or my understanding, if you will, of that type of beer because it just it was a lager You know, it wasn't, yeah. a, it wasn't an IPA ish beer that kind. You know, was called that. No, I mean they're two separate styles of beer, and it was absolutely a lager through and through. But just that mosaic presence there, that fruitiness that was there from that, and just the the, the mouthfeel, the bubbliness of the carbonation. It was just, I, I and I'm unta- untapped. And I don't think I've mentioned that I'm Nick pro on untapped and that Nick pro is actually with the good old fashioned normal. O. so check me out on there. Please add me, request me, uh, would love to be your beer buddy on there. Um, but yeah, no, on there I believe I gave it a five if I'm not mistaken. And I don't, I don't hand out fives too, too much. And that's how blown away by it. I was so, if you ever find yourself visiting one of their uh, locations, fieldwork, either in Berkeley, Sacramento, Napa, or shortly coming to the peninsula, then if they have that on tap, do not hesitate. Give it a shot. Fieldwork Shower Beer. Check it out. It is, it is absolutely awesome.
0: Nice. Nice. All right. So I think that wraps it up for another episode of this podcast. Um, yes. Where can people find you on the Internet,
1: Nick? at Nick Prode N-I-C-K-P-R-0 so replace the O with the zero on Twitter also go ahead and follow us at IBU podcast is that what it is? yes we just started it okay I'm just making sure (laughs) we just launched it folks so by the time you hear this, it'll it'll be gone. It'll be active. So I figure we should start plugging that one before we keep forgetting, right, Jay?
0: Yeah, IBU Podcast on Twitter, uh, IBU Podcast on Instagram, and you can find me at Jay Torres on Twitter as well. And until next week, Nick. Cheers, buddy.
1: Cheers. Beer, <laughs> buddy. Please cut that out. Please. <laughs> no, I'm Holy leaving shit. that. Please be you should my have beer. at least laughed. <laughs> I laughed I laughed in my head and I was like, Oh my god, I sound like an idiot. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> beer buddy.